Welcome to the Developer Spotlight on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In the Developer Spotlight, we sit down with VR industry professionals. This week, Jay and Nat are sitting down with Eloise Singer, the director of Mrs. Benz and founder of Singer Studios. Eloise, thank you so much for coming on. A pleasure. Thank you both so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. <laughs> we're looking forward to it too. And while we're saying thank you, we got to thank our sponsor, Asterian Products. Go on Amazon, check them out. They've got beautiful VR headset stands, headphone stands, VR mats. Really great company. Full Dive 10, one word, will save you 10% on Amazon. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you, Eloise, again so much for being here. Your VR experience, Mrs. Benz, is an interactive retelling of the story of Bertha Benz, wife of Carl Benz. And is that as in Mercedes Benz? That is as in Mercedes Benz. It's the origin story of the world's first car. So it's literally the story of Bertha, who stole her husband's invention, the world's first car, oh. and went on a road trip across Germany in the 1880s, which was an insane time for anyone and especially a woman to be undertaking such a journey that's really exciting to hear about that i saw that you were recently showing this off at the venice film festival which for some of our listeners out there if you don't keep up on this it's a very prestigious event to be at uh, and a friend of ours who's been on the podcast several times alex rule actually was there showing off some of her work do you know alex did you catch up with her there i do i do know alex i met alex at venice for the first time and we're both a fan of each other's work. So we had like a proper fangirl moment, which was really nice in the courtyard <laughs> whilst drinking Aperol. And I did catch her work, Rock, Paper, Scissors, which was an awesome, awesome project. And it's a really beautiful experience that um, has wonderful animation and really powerful, a really powerful narrative and really nice music. So it was, uh, it was great to see it. Awesome. awesome. She's really fun. We we no went up to Portland when she was here <laughs> and uh, went and played some games at a VR arcade there. And she told us being in film, it's not necessarily translating to being a VR gamer, but we had fun. She had a good time anyways, even if gaming was not her forte. <laughs> nice. I love that. Well, I'm jealous. I'd love to come to Portland to check out some games. I know that I actually have quite a similar background to Alex and come from film as well, but uh, I don't know. I'm quite competitive. So I think naturally I, uh -oh. I love games and coming into VR games as a creator has been so much fun for me because I think especially creating escape from games, which is kind of the type of games that we make. It's really fun to kind of design them and experience them with kind of a bunch of other people. I'm really I love it. Yes. Nice. So I watched the trailer for Mrs. Benz. It looks gorgeous. It looks very intriguing. When will it be possible for the general consumer to see this in VR? Well, thank you very much, firstly, for watching the trailer. It's it's really nice to get your feedback. And for us, we try and make really cinematic experiences. So everything has to be really, really beautiful and look really cinematic. So I'm pleased that that was the response that you had to it. In terms of the release, it's a very, very good question. We're in some kind of cool and exciting conversations at the moment. So it will definitely be out. I think it will probably be out next year, but it depends whether we release this version that we premiered at Venice or whether we expand it with a distributor and we make it into a, a longer format basically that we can kind of release on lots of platforms but it will be coming away that's for sure awesome yeah. i'm so excited now as a filmmaker you you use the word you said kind of cinematic experience but i believe this is interactive like what would you call this is this a game an experience a movie where would you define this so mrs benz is the it's a game 
is effectively a narrative adventure game with puzzle elements. That's like the official way that we explain it to people. But basically, it's just a really badass escape room game, effectively, where you then get to drive the world's first car. So you basically step into the shoes of Mrs. Benz, and it's the night that she's going to steal this invention. And you have to go around the workshop and find the blueprints to the car and then assemble the world's first car, literally like build the engine, put the engine into the car without waking up Carl. And then you drive it out of the workshop and you drive it to the Paris World Fair where you have to show it to the world. So it's really cool and it's really exciting to be able to play it in VR because there's no other way that you can literally drive the world's first car. And so that's why we've mm-hmm. made it in VR. It's amazing in VR. So cool. That is so cool. It's right? it's really awesome to play any sort of VR game that's like historical too. Because you kind of feel like you're like maybe learning or getting a little smarter. I don't know if you tried Wanderer, but that was a game, a, like a full game that released last year. It has to do with time travel. And you're kind of going back and you're you're in an alternate timeline where things aren't right. But you kind of go back and like try to correct things the way they happened here. So really cool. Wanderer is like the perfect reference for this it's exactly very very similar in terms of kind of that historical accuracy also that art style is very similar to what we're doing kind of feeling really cinematic and like you're going back in time and able to kind of discover and explore a space that's exactly what we were trying to achieve with this oh my gosh i am sold the thing one thing about history that's always kind of interesting even here you're talking about you know the Benz family making the first car I feel like people talk about Henry Ford as if Henry Ford made the car Edison made the light but we kind of confuse historical names of who brought something to the mainstream versus someone who actually invented it you know many many years before so what can you tell us about the Benz family like were engines at the time and they brought it into a car was this just the first actual functioning car I really I really don't know any of their history can I just give before I answer can I give a really cool fun fact about Edison which is that he actually stole the pattern and invention for the world's first film so like celluloid edison stole the invention and the guy who actually invented it this guy called louis le prince who was living in leeds at the time he was he was murdered by edison and edison stole this and for years no one knew what happened to louis le prince and edison launched celluloid the world's first film so Whoa! just a side fun fact about i know i'm like really into i'm really into this sort of thing <laughs> i'm such a history geek but Gosh, that's so awesome yeah but with the best Edison's story, the worst edison's a baddie honestly 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 he's a bad egg but yeah so with ben's it was it was a really interesting time because Carl was inventing the engine for the motor wagon, which was his version of the, you know, the first motor vehicle. But equally at the same time, there was a chap called Daimler who was creating his version of the world's first car as well. And the thing was that Daimler had just created a motorized two-wheeled vehicle, aka a motorbike. And he was just experimenting with putting a motor into a boat as well so literally a motorboat and he was trying to create the world's first car using a four-wheeled vehicle whereas 
Carl Benz was trying to do it with a three-wheeled vehicle. So it literally looked a bit like a tricycle. And so they were in this sort of massive competition and Daimler had loads of money and Carl really didn't. His family were on the brink of bankruptcy. And Bertha had invested all of her inheritance into Carl because she believed in his invention so much. So she had put everything into him and this invention. And one day, two years before our story takes place, Carl took the car out to showcase it to the world for the first time. And he gathered all of his family and friends. And Bertha was the one who kind of really encouraged him to sort of uh, create this event. And he lost control of the vehicle and crashed it into a wall. And so for the next two years, Carl spent the rest of his time sort of going back and fixing this engine, but he never wanted to take it out in the public again because he was so ashamed of what happened the first time round. So Bertha decided that when they finally fixed the engine and when the patent was awarded to them for this car, she decided to steal his invention and take it out into the world to showcase it to the public to prove that they had created this machine. So it was an act of love rather than an act of spite, which I think is really nice and it makes the narrative really beautiful because you really resonate and you sort of get behind her and understand why she's doing this and why she wants to show it to everyone. It's because she loves him and she loves this vehicle, not because she wants to sort of take the limelight. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. that is so cool. <laughs> that That is really cool too that it's it's like an act of love and a nice thing that makes the story even even cooler to hear about still it bertha just reading about her she seems like like in a female rebellion movie or something because she's you know at that time probably breaking laws to drive out go out with her husband in you know the 1800s what made her story speak out to you enough to make this experience about her i mean exactly as you say it was uh it was a time when women weren't allowed to travel by themselves it was a time where there was so much difficulties that women had to face um like they weren't allowed their they weren't allowed to earn an income they weren't allowed to have jobs and so bertha was kind of creating and working on this car with carl but no one could know about it and she was never sort of acknowledged for anything that she the work that she put in in this sort of trip that she undertook so I think the reason that it really resonated for me was because it is this part of history that has been swept under the carpet and it's an amazing part of history and it really demonstrates how important women were with creating one the world's first car but this massive sort of moment in the age of innovation and paving the way for mechanics really and engineering and I think it's just a really interesting sort of fabric of history that we haven't really talked about at all so for me it was all about kind of being able to tell this story in a really exciting way and an engaging way in a way that everyone would want to experience it you can say to all folks you know do you want to drive the world's first car and everyone will say oh my god yeah that sounds great and so it was this sort of nice trojan horse where we could encourage people to have this really cool experience in vr but also be able to enlighten them and inform them on this piece of narrative that has been forgotten by history that's that's so awesome it's really interesting because as you said being forgotten by history when i was trying to look around and 
and get ready for this episode, it seemed like Carl kept coming up, Carl Benz, Mercedes Benz, and Bertha's story was somewhat hard to find. I wondered, do you know, I have any insight, did he kind of end up taking credit? Was it the time that he just, it had to be a man's name on it? Or did history just kind of brush her off? How did we lose the story? It's a really good observation. And you're totally right. It feels like everywhere when you Google it, it's sort of, it's all about Carl and how he invented this machine. And he very much um, takes the limelight. And it was just a case of that time in history. It wasn't, again, it wasn't out of him being mean or harsh in any way or kind of wanting to kind of throw her under the carpet, in effect. It was more just the fact that at that point in time, everyone was looking to men and it was his name that was sort of showcased. But it's really beautiful, actually. If you read his memoir, which he wrote kind of at the end of his life, he gives a really wonderful quote where he says, you know, in the darkest of times, it was my wife who paved the sails of new hope. And without her, he goes on to say, you know, without her, I wouldn't be here and I basically have everything to thank. So it's really nice and he does kind of pay this huge homage and it definitely feels like there was this this really strong bond between them and they both just wanted to to showcase this machine and she was the one who sort of gave him the the confidence and courage to be able to do it. But definitely in our, our VR experience of it, we sort of encouraged the the user, the player to feel quite marginalized at the end of the experience so they don't take Mm. the limelight they can't sort of go onto the stage at the paris world fair and accept this round of applause that was for carl because that's not what really happened so you kind of leave the experience thinking wow i i was really marginalized at the end and i didn't manage to get sort of the the respect and the applause that i deserved what for what i just did so we definitely reflected that in the story for sure that's so awesome i can't wait for this to come out i'm so excited (laughs) so i also wanted to ask i i've had a hard time finding female game developers and female-owned gaming companies to guest on the podcast i kind of search around and all i find is men which that's great too, but you know, we want to get other people too on the podcast to guess. Can you recommend ways to find more females in the, in the industry to help showcase people from, you know, all over? It's a really good question. Definitely yes, is the answer. I think it was really nice being in Venice and just seeing the volume of female devs, female developers. And it's really exciting. It really genuinely feels like there's a bunch of us who are kind of coming up together and Alex is one of them and Celine as well there's Celine Tricard who uh, created the key and she's done a whole bunch of VR projects so she's definitely one to tap up if you haven't spoken to her she was in Venice showcasing her project Fight Back which is all about kind of teaching both men and women about self-defense um, and it's kind of inspired by her, yeah, her uh, her research into self-defense. So it's a really great project to check out. So yeah, there are there are certainly a few. And in the UK, there are a couple of female studios as well. Um, there's a studio called Story Juice, which is headed up by Dr. Hannah Wood, who's an incredible female game developer. So yeah, I can connect you. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, that sounds so cool. I'm I'm just so excited to hear about some of these projects that were at the Venice Film Festival. Like they sound so awesome. I guess it makes sense. Film Festival. There were some really amazing ones there for sure. 
definitely. There was um there was another project called Okawari, which was unbelievably cool and then and it was basically about uh it was a japanese restaurant and you go in and you learn about kind of mindful eating and the effects of the environment and stuff like that and it was really fun and they gamified it so you had to eat as much as you possibly could um and then at the end they kind of demonstrate why mindful eating is so important and it's a really powerful narrative it's definitely one that just stays with you and there was some yeah there was some great projects there it was really fun it was such an impressive lineup so uh we were really honored to be able to uh, show our work there and to be selected for it. It's really cool. And looking into your background, I mean, Singer Studios, you're not solely focused on VR film. It looks like you've done all kinds of film productions with even some really big and well-known talent in the industry. I saw Doctor Who's Billy Piper, Pierce Brosnan, and one of the James Bond actors. So tell us a little about your studio. And did you have a plan to go into VR? Was this kind of a side project? I'd love to hear about it. It's a really good question. So yeah, I come from a film background. I started out working at Pinewood Studios, which is a big film studio in the UK. It's where they film all the James Bond movies. So I was working there on productions like The Crown and The Great British Bake Off and Murder on the Orient Express and lots of kind of big Hollywood films. And then um, sort of about five years ago in 2017, I decided to set up my own company, uh, Singer Studios. And as you say, we started making well a bunch of short films and then we made a feature that we sold to Amazon and then we exec produced Billy Piper's directing debut Rare Beasts which premiered at Venice Film Festival and then at London and at South by Southwest and then we've been filming this summer a project with Piers Brosnan called The Last Rifleman which is really really exciting so that's kind of in post-production and I'm also working on a three-part documentary series with the guys who made the Tiger King. Oh, so that's wow. kind of in the works. Yeah. So there's a lot that's happening at the moment. It's very busy. So yeah, in effect, we we come from a film background and then uh, during the pandemic, actually, uh, a public body called Creative England here in the UK uh, approached me to see if I wanted to expand into VR. And there was a project that called The Pirate Queen, which... I thought would be amazing in VR because it's the story about the world's most powerful pirate, this woman called Chengi Sao. And again, it's another female piece of history that's been swept under the carpet. So we developed the project with Creative England and we were selected for Raindance Film Festival and we won best debut at Raindance. And that's kind of what kickstarted. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's kind of what kickstarted this path into VR because we made that and it was awesome and super fun and we were like VR is so cool we need to do more of this so now we're kind of a team of 12 who are all in the studio and working on VR projects and developing stuff with the Pirate Queen actually is now being developed into a, a fuller version with Meta so we're launching that at the end of next year on MetaQuest 2. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. It sounds so cool. And speaking of Pirate Queen, so you talked a little bit about how it's a historical game about a widow who took over her husband's fleet and commanded over 70,000 men leading up to the Opium Wars. We looked into this a little bit. That and... Mrs. Benz. Mrs. Benz. <laughs> 
<laughs> that and Mrs. Ben are both like historically based. Are your works historically inspired or are they focus on being as accurate as possible? A bit of both. Definitely a bit of both. I mean, with the Pirate Queen, we really wanted to make it historically accurate in the sense that all of the items in the ship and everything that is involved in the narrative is very much of the time and the period. And we were really careful about kind of trying to make it as culturally authentic as we possibly could. And we worked really hard to kind of create this ship that when you step into the ship you really feel like you're on this 19th century pirate ship it was really important that we literally immerse the player into this environment that was super believable and so when you walk to one side of the ship you can literally hear the waves lapping against the side of the ship and when you go to the other side you can hear pirates sort of singing folk song as they're walking past the ship so it was really fun to design and create that world and for us I think we're just inspired by really really cool stories that we believe need to be told for some reason or another so for the pirate queen we believe that it's really important to tell the story of Chengi Sa because she's this woman who was the most powerful pirate in history and no one knows about her and she was incredible and she literally created the code of laws which was kind of the first time that we saw equality within sort of an organization like the way that she designed it and she was the leader of this fleet and was literally writing laws to create equality between men and women on her fleet it was incredible and with Bertha Benz you know it's the story that paved the way for the age of innovation so for us, it's just about telling these narratives that we really, really believe in and we hope that it will inspire kind of anyone who's playing VR games in the next generation and we just want to empower storytellers and uh, yeah, just allow people to really immerse themselves into these worlds and get behind these characters. I can't wait to play both these games. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious about this whole concept because I think Wanderer was like one of the best VR games I'd played in a long time, but there was this game back it's almost more of a movie not a game i don't know if you've heard of it called the invisible hour it had edison in it and i thought it was just total fiction but it's about a murder and you're trying to figure out who did it and now you brought this up so i'm kind of like well trying to think back it's been a long time since i played but i'm like was this based off of what you were talking about uh i just wonder like why in normal gaming i don't really care about history or if it's accurate but for some reason in vr i feel like it i really enriches the story to be about a real event or a real person from your side, from making these kinds of games, what do you think? Why is VR so much better for this than normal gaming? It's a really good question. I think the idea of being able to step back into a place in history and properly immerse yourself into that world is really cool. And that's something that VR can really do. So for example, with Wanderer, you know, you can go back and like, experience Aztecs that's amazing that's something that we can't do in any other sense of the like space or time you know like you can only do that in VR so I think because you're immersing yourself in a completely different world it feels like to be able to really enrich that experience you can create something that's historically accurate and that just adds resonance and weight to what you're creating and it just means it's even more powerful and I think the the amazing thing about VR is that you can really evoke emotional reactions in your users and as an audience member you know you really feel for the experience that you're going through because you're physically 
doing it you're active as the user you know as a player you can pick items up and you can discover pieces of the story as you go along which is something that you can't really do in any other form of entertainment so to be able to be in a in a historical time and space and em- embodying these characters as well you're really understanding and appreciating what they went through. Definitely. Sure. I, I definitely agree with that because it's it's an amazing tool. And I think that we forget when we call it, it's virtual reality. You know, it's it's much more real than regular yeah. gaming. And so the way you experience it and the way you feel about it, it can be totally different. It doesn't always have to be a game. You know, it can be simulations. It can be historical, not even fiction. It can be real. <laughs> and I really like that about it. So I, I think it's really exciting to hear about your studio and everything you're doing. Is there anything out there that you want to make sure people know who haven't ever heard of your studio or have never tried a VR film? What would you say to someone like that? Um, it's a really good question. I think I would say it's a really good question. There are a lot of people who are skeptical about VR, especially coming from the film industry. It feels like there are people who are kind of nervous about VR. And I think that ultimately VR is a form of storytelling that's giving everyone the possibility to tell a story in any way that they want. You're literally starting with a blank canvas in a way that no other form of storytelling has. And so to be able to have all of the tools to create whatever world that you want to create and design experiences that quite literally can be anything that your mind once is an incredible opportunity not only to to make but also to experience and to be a part of and it's a really exciting space and i can't wait for more people to engage with vr and for it to become even more mainstream than it is because it feels like we're only just at the cusp of what vr can do and i'm just so looking forward to experiencing more pieces and really watching the medium develop Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember even on, so we've been playing games and experiencing VR experiences since like it started in like the modern version. So like there was the Gear VR, which was like based on your phone. And there was an, ex- there was just like kind of an intro experience on there where you could see kind of what VR can do. And there were, there were scenes of like, you know, you're in like a village and you're experiencing what it's like there, or, you know, you could be at the circus and there's, you know, people in your face and it's, we haven't seen a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I think, you know, it's been, I always get frustrated because I always see all these like shooter games and I'm like, I think we have enough shooter games. Can we do something else? (laughs) And so it's so exciting to see historical things and other experiences that are like, there's so much power in VR and it can, you can have experiences that change you, that change your perspectives. And I'm just so excited to see, you know, the branching out and different things coming from VR and the future. We keep talking about how like we're right on the cusp of like, you know, new things happening and it's, It's really exciting. It's super exciting. And I completely agree with you. I think that I love, you know, super hot, etc. And I think that there are some really fun games and, you know, another one like Beat Saber and all the versions of Beat Saber that are super cool. But there are also amazing games that 
are being developed and that are coming out that are kind of narrative driven and are transporting you into different worlds or different pieces parts of history and I think for me the thing that I love about games and the reason I mean I grew up on Age of Empires and that's kind of where my love of games first began and it's kind of where you're experiencing a game but you're learning so much about a piece of history or about a country or a place like my brother from the games that he's played he can name every single capital city in the world like it's impressive but it's just awesome I think I geek out about this quite a lot and a lot of my conversations with fellow gamers are all about how cool games are at teaching you without realizing that you're being taught about something and how knowledgeable and impactful games can be and I just think games have such a power to be able to entertain and enlighten and educate and you can walk away from a game having had so much fun and also having found out something that you had no idea about like Carl Benz and Bertha Benz and the pirate queen Chengi Sao and it's those sort of narratives that I get really really excited about. Yay! I can't wait to see more from Singer Studios and I'm so excited again I'm so excited to try Mrs. Benz and the pirate queen when they come out on Quest 2 or some other headset that we might have. (laughs) Was there anything else that we didn't cover today that you were hoping to tell us and our listeners about? No, I don't think so. I think uh, we've covered pretty much everything, but I've loved chatting with you guys. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Obviously, any links we have, any information we have for you to learn more to check out Singer Studios, those are going to be in the show notes in the description here. But I just want to say one more time, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Honestly, likewise, thank you so much. And definitely we'll keep you posted um, about kind of the development of the Pirate Queen and Mrs. Benz. And we'll post stuff on our socials as well, kind of updating everyone on the progress and the journey that we go on. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you up to date with it all. Good. Well, as we do with Alex from time to time, when something new of hers is coming, we'd love to have you back and talk about it, especially once it's launched and people can find it because that's the exciting part. So we'll we'll keep you on the calendar and the email so we can get you back on. Perfect. That sounds awesome. It'd be a pleasure to come back. <laughs> well, thank you so much to all of you out there listening. I hope this has been enlightening and taught you a lot today because I sure learned a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and remember, if you're out there, you're listening to us, you can check us out on YouTube. See that I had to deal with holding a cat for half the podcast and so did Matt. <laughs> and of course, if you're watching us here, you can take us anywhere so you don't have to miss an episode on every platform out there. Rate or review us, it'd be greatly appreciated. And if you're here and you've been thinking about VR and you're like, oh, I'm not a gamer. Well, there's VR films. So maybe it's time to just go on in. Go on in.